I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. The following podcast is a member of the Great Big Owl family. Hello, welcome back to Smash Pod. This is part two. If you want to hear part one, why not go back and listen to that? In the meantime, here's part two. I hope you enjoy. I really do. <coughs> anyway, um, so the following morning, Bond... Is going to leave, but he's uh, Drax is pheasant shooting. Yes, and uh, they and Bond think well, he thinks he's going to get Bond shot, but Bond is too clever and shoots a man out of a tree. Uh, but Drax, rather than sort of saying, "Hang on, I'm going to call the police because you've just murdered a man in my house," he he just has to watch him as he drives off. Yeah, and then he turns to Corrine, and this is going back to your Billy Whitelaw dogs again. Yeah, says to her, "I know what you did last night. You let him in my office." You had yeah. sex with him. He doesn't say yeah. that. Yeah. Um, but I'm giving you five minutes to get out. And then she runs into the woods and he releases his hounds. Yes. And she's ripped to shreds by dogs. God. Horrible. It's um, horrible. Well, 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 the worst way to go, surely, being ripped apart by a beast. Yeah. And, and, and do, you th- do you think this, this is this, the moral code is, is that you betrayed me or you, you were a woman and you had sex? Because for ages mm. in movies, that was yeah. enough, wasn't it? Definitely. To, get, to, to meet your maker. It'd be, be great if he's halfway through telling her, you know, you did this last night. You you brought a man into my house, into my yeah. office. He looked through my blueprints. He took photos of it with his 007 camera. Yeah. And then you had sex with him in one of my beds. And just as he's about to say, and that's not the worst part, it's Pat Sharp just arrives and touches <laughs> his hand. <laughs> Sorry, Hugo. I've, I've got no potatoes. <laughs> and if you don't leave my office, I'm going to shoot your feet off. <laughs> I'd like to know if there's a photo out there. I'd like I might look on um Getty Images to see yeah. if Amanda Redfern is it Redfern? No, it's Anthea Anthea Redfern. Anthea Redfern, beg your yeah. pardon. To see if yeah. Anthea Redfern has attended any premieres with a husband with no feet. I know. Oh god. He's on a what do you call it? Uh, uh, um <laughs> skateboard? Like no no the, the, the robot skateboards that the kids have. What are they called again? Oh yeah. Segway. <laughs> Hoverboards. Hoverboard. He's, he's, he's on a hoverboard. <laughs> oh god. Oh man. Or a, wooden, oh, wooden feet. Uh, wooden feet is even better. Wooden feet. Yeah. yeah. Really flat tennis racket ones. So <laughs> yeah, go exactly. In the, snow. the Victorian snowshoes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so Bond goes to Venice uh, to check out the um, glass factory. Yes. Vanini glass. 
and uh, bumps into Goodhead, who just happens to be there uh, on a European Space Commission seminar. Yes. What do we think of the name Goodhead? Well, it's not the worst one, is it? Do you not think? No, because, um, I mean, when I was nine, I didn't. And also, no. head, head is more of an American euphemism, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. I, I would never have known. I would, even if you told me, oh, that's a naughty pun, I wouldn't have known what it was. No. Um, it's clumsy, and it's. But I mean, th- the thing is, because of the whole Christmas Jones thing. Yes. Where it's, it's a really awful name for to pay off a joke that is awful. Yeah. That's kind of the, the nadir, isn't it? So, mm. Goodhead, oh, yeah, it's, it's not brilliant, but it's not the worst. They should have called it Easter Jones. Easter Jones. Because he could have said, oh, I'm, I'm about to rise again afterwards. Yes, so that, that would have been better. That, that would exactly. Yeah, give me give me a couple of days. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and he could have shot a rabbit out of his penis. That's true. Yeah. Great. A scene. rabbit made of sperm. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, good good head. I mean, like you say, when I was nine years old, it didn't occur to me. But mind you, Pussy Galore didn't occur to me either when I was yeah, nine years yeah. old. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. I called a Karen Schlagbag. <laughs> Schlagbag. Yeah. <laughs> is that a real one? No, I just made it up. But it sounds—it sounds like it's it's as plausible as any of the others. Yeah, Who I is am. the one uh, Zenya on a top. Zenya on a top. I like that and the, one. Yeah, and but, but that that that's not even a great pun either. No, and plenty of tool. Plenty of tool. Again, that doesn't works. work because he says named after your father, which suggests her dad's got a massive cock. Yes. Yeah. yeah. And, and unless her dad's King Dong. <laughs> yes, King Dong it doesn't work. King Dong, who used to work in the Dagenham, the, the, the car factory, the Ford factory in Dagenham, didn't he? Famously. What? Yeah. That was, because that was the thing. He was this international porn star, but he worked in the Dagenham Ford plant. I thought he didn't exist. Oh, no, he's real. King Dong? Yeah. I mean, that's not his name. That's not his name on the electoral register. Right. Okay. Okay. He was a dude. He was a guy. What was his real to, name? I don't, that, I don't know. Come on. I don't know. I think his real name was Massive Penis. <laughs> <laughs> But he was a real guy. He used to work. I mean, I've, I've never seen his work. He's, that's just one of those urban myths that because people talk about these King Dong videos, but I'd, I'd never seen one. But I have been reliably informed that he worked, like I say, as a in a car plant. And who told you that? Um, I, oh God, who did tell me that? That's a good question. I was don't it, know. I was just, it I, Norris McWhorter? It was not. No, Norris McWhorter never talked to Asians. Did he not? You know, no. Well, do you remember? Remember Norris McWhorter? He was a bit right wing, wasn't he? Well, yeah. Remember, yeah. he had quite right-wing views. And you, again, this is another clip which I've not looked for on YouTube, but it's worth looking for. Huh. Is Remember at the end of Record Breakers when it was Ars Norris, whatever the bloody hell they called it? Yes. And the boy asked him, uh, which tree has the most leaves? And he had to say, and you could tell he was really fucked off because his face fell like a safe from a window. But he had to mm. say, I'm really sorry, I don't know the answer to that. Right. And the boy that asked him that question was a Sikh guy, oh, a wee Sikh boy. Hmm. And and I remember being immensely proud that a brown guy had foxed Norris, had totally tripped Norris up. But um, I can't help that that would maybe feed into his right-wing, uh, right-wing agenda. And maybe he felt that the Sikh boy was sent by the by the left-wing kind of cabal. Do you think he spent the rest up. of his life so annoyed about that child? I think he would have. Done. I think he probably spent the rest of his life counting leaves on trees. It's not yes. a way to go, is it? It's not. A, no. It's not a productive way to spend your life. Because his brother was killed, wasn't he? It, yes, Ross was killed by the IRA. That's right. Yeah. He became the first man to be shot at the doorstep. He got put in the book. 
<laughs> exactly. Yeah, that's terrible. Sorry. <laughs> so after talking to Goodhead, Bond thinks, you know what? I'm gonna. I, I'm. I'm. I'm a chilled out entertainer of a man. <laughs> I chill out spy. I'm gonna pop myself in a gondola and have yeah. a little trip round Venice. But then he's attacked by the most elaborate attempt to take any man's life ever in the history of ever anything. Where where, where the boat funeral boat comes along. Yes. Coffined it opens. A man rises and then has loads of knives to throw at him. (laughs) Which he throws back and kills him immediately. And then he's chased by guys in speedboats and machine guns. So Bond activates his hover gondola. Yes. (laughs) And this is where we get the double taking pigeon. Yes, that's right. The strong stable of Bond that everyone remembers. The pigeon yeah. that has good comedy timing or at least is made to look like it does. Yeah, that's brilliant. I think now, if they did that now, it would be a CGI pigeon and it wouldn't look as good. I think you're right, actually. I mm. think, yeah, because you need... It's comedy as much as drama is about truth. And also how shit things look. And how shitty things look. So yeah. it's, yeah. It's a proper Again, two Ronnies joke. Yeah. Also, coming back to the whole hover gondola three thousand yeah, thing, sure, sure, is like obviously Bond has had a few attempts on his life in various ways. Yeah, do you think maybe that they're thinking, okay, right, he's probably maybe had fifty, sixty attempts on his life of various hues, various methods. Yeah, do we try and shock him with the theatre of this? Let's get I a coffin. So. Yeah, let's get a motorized coffin. Let's get knives in the coffin, and it'll almost be that. That two seconds of what the fuck is when we get him. Because he's probably used to a guy just pulling a Tommy gun or, do you know what I mean, or throwing a shoe at him or one of these things. But, if you know, it's almost like, bravo, sir, well played. Shoof, knife in the forehead. What they should have done, of course, is had a boat come along and a man comes out of the boat on top and just starts doing a weird dance with something hanging out of his arsehole. Yes. Right? And then on a building opposite, a sniper pointing yes. a bomb. So as you say, when Bond's saying they're saying, what the fuck? They just take a shot at his head, kill him. Do you know what? It's, it's probably going to be... Obviously, I, the producers are going to be listening to this. Yes, of course. They're going to take yeah. this all on board. There's going to be a lot more diversion. There's going to be a lot more table magic in the next Bond film. Well, in I No feel. Time to Die, I reckon, right at, the, right at the beginning, Bond's going to be being fellated in a helicopter <laughs> above Easter Island. <laughs> Do you know what my, my genuine... I did a tweet about this. My ambition hmm. for a Bond film is... It'll, whoever the baddie is, has put um, a James Bond in a cage full of bananas and says, I don't expect you to die, Mr. Bond. I expect you to ripen. Nice. Because you know they say that, don't they? Yeah, they, the it makes other fruit ripen. Yeah. yeah. Um, but that's a that's a good Bond death, isn't it? Because it's eminently yeah. escapable. Um, also, it's might... also about the ego of the baddie. Like, you know, I want you to die in the way that I have chosen. But... Mm rather than shoot you in the pancreas, which will take you out straight away, hmm. let you ripen over a few years. Do you think he'd like inflate and go weird colours? I think he would. I hmm. think he'd... Um, and also, he would die with an unattractive corpse. That's true. Bond shouldn't go out that way. Wouldn't be very appealing. Would not be very appealing. Appealing, like a I'm banana. Tra- like a banana. I can't yeah. try to think of other puns. It could be a potential banana skin. It could be. That says the word banana, so that doesn't count. There aren't, there aren't great jokes about bananas. There's not really. Of, um, but I remember genuinely reading on a leaflet, someone said consuming heroin is like saying the word banana. It's hard to know when to stop. Right. 
Sure. I've never known anyone that's written banana nana 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 nana. There is there is a band from Glasgow called Dana Nana Nana Ackroyd. That's right. But there's no um the banana nana 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 thing is as far as I know, that's not a thing. Apart from the opening titles of Batman, of course. Of course. Yeah. Or um banana splits. No, they don't even do it. They don't even do it. They just say la 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 la. Yes. They don't want to yeah. get into that. They don't want to get they're just into counting bananas. You could do some sort of joke around the fact that was it was it fifes who make bananas? Well, no. The, the first thing I thought of was fifes, mm. fife and potassium, mm. and I couldn't think of any. It's got to be more banana jokes. There has to be. Maybe it's just the fact that it's so inherently comic anyway. What about if they said to Bond, they come in with a gun and say, "Actually, you haven't ripened, so we're going to give you to the count of ten, and we're going to shoot you in the head." Yeah. And they get to four, and he kicks the door open, and they die. And then as they're dead, he looks at them and goes, "Fifes." As yes. if he's about to count to five. But of course, as well, he's always got the option of saying, thanks a bunch, at oh, some point. Nice. At some point. Yeah. But that's pretty, that's, I'm saying that's weak, but that, that qualifies then, doesn't it? Definitely. I always knew he had a crush on me. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Which, now, which film was that? Because that's Jaws, obviously, isn't it? Yeah, Spy Love Me. Spy Love Me. Right. Yeah. Uh, anyway, so after the gondola chase, he comes back at night to look at the via, uh, to look at the uh, glass factory, and this going back to Beagles about it's a bit Beagles about because when he sees the scientists and learns that they've got some deadly virus that doesn't kill animals but does kill humans, yes, much like the coronavirus, I'd say much much like the coronavirus, not bloody wrong. Yeah, there we go. So someone up in space now laughing their, into their sleeve. And also, there's the, you've seen the director's cut where Bond tries to buy yeast from the dark web. <laughs> It's it's very it's a lot of foreshadowing, a oh, lot of a foreshadowing, lot. and he's got really long hair all the way through. Really, really long hair, and beards. He's, well, we've we've come round to bananas. He's made a shitload of banana bread, and he's sick of it. Yes, that's what he did to get out of that cage. He that's what he did. He made loads of bread <laughs> <laughs> with a watch laser that could cook things really fast. Yes, yeah. but, but what he, and what he did was he made so much banana bread he was able to make like a staircase. Yep. To 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 pop the hatch at the top, which had that the hatch had been ripened so much that it just like fell apart in his hands. And then he can Made... say to the baddie that your uh, plan was half-baked. Yes! It's a winner. See? We've already made this film better. <laughs> um, but then, as he's leaving the factory, after killing two scientists when he leaves the glass out and they knock it over and die, yes, uh, he's attacked by Chang. And then it goes very Beagles about, because it's like, uh, hi, I'd like to look in your glass showroom, please. Oh, I've fallen over. Oh, I've fallen over again. <laughs> and everything smashes. And, and the owner's like... <laughs> And then Beadle comes in at the end and says, actually, it, this is real. I did this because you're a racist. Yes, yes. As that always used to happen. Yeah. Ironically, just, just as a Japanese man, yes. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, but he throws Chang out of the window uh, and he lands on a piano <laughs> and, and dies, obviously. Oh, that, so Chang dies at that point in the film, right? Yeah, they have yes. a big fight which goes up to this uh, what, clock tower and he throws Chang out of the window and he falls to his death into a piano. Yeah. And then Bond says, play it again, Sam. Does he? Yeah. Oh, there must have been... That's fucking one. weak, isn't it? That is... That's poor. That's, I mean, that's, for a start, that's he doesn't even drop. say that in the film. Yeah. Um, yeah. I'd have said something like, um, fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, oh, God. But I'm not a comedy writer. You'd probably come up with something better oh. with a piano. Oh man, pianos and bananas. They have stopped oh. me for some reason. Yeah. Um, 
just 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 mumbling that Roger Moore doesn't help. Uh, mm-hmm. I, the, the major chord, uh, I, the chopsticks. Uh, uh, oh, no. Because uh, remember, remember there was the the, the, um, the apocryphal story when you were sitting your exams. He always said that a student in China had killed himself during the exams by ramming two pencils up his nose. Oh, you remember yeah. that story? Yes, story? I do remember that. So if, I'm wondering if there's a link to putting chopsticks up your nose. And so chopsticks can kill you. So if someone's playing chopsticks on the piano and Chang falls onto the chopsticks and the chop... No. It's too contrived. What if that... Bomb throws him out, he falls, and half of the piano goes up his ass? Yes. And then Bond can say, he hit a bum note. There you go. Yeah. There you go. It's done. It has to like go done. horribly up his ass, like a really horrific death. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, sorted. Yeah. Fine. Okay. Uh, <clears throat> so, Bond, so we cut to Goodhead's house where she's back at her flat in her hotel room or whatever. And she's looking around and there's this really weird moment. She's about to turn on a lamp, right? Yeah. And I'll have to insert this clip later. But a hand grabs her hand as she's about to turn the light on. And you hear a duck noise. <laughs> now, unless that's just an accident of sound, I don't know. But it kind of goes... <laughs> 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 and uh, she turns the light on and it's Bond. <laughs> and he's sat in a room and he says to her, look, he basically says, look, I know what's going on. You're in the CIA. And she's got all these gadgets and a, and a service revolver that you only get if you're in the CIA. Yeah. And uh, he says, well, maybe we should pool our resources. And um, they have sex. Yes. So it's all right, isn't it? But, I mean, it's. Do, do you think, like, pool our resources? Because pool already suggests liquid. Mm-hmm. So mingling of liquids is actually quite a resonant metaphor for the, the act of lovemaking isn't it? It's it quite, is. quite like that cool it, resources. he had to wade through that little veruca bath before he went in <laughs> yes that's right <laughs> didn't they eventually find out that that did no good at all yeah, yeah yeah it was like a placebo it was yeah it was, they used um, to be so annoying oh god they were and really demeaning like yeah. when you used to and again they don't do it anymore because you don't have to wear bowling shoes at the bowling alley but when don't you bloody, no, you don't. You can just wear your own shoes now. But, um, unless you're wearing climbing crampons, you can just wear your uh, hush puppies and, and, and play. You don't have to do that horrible thing of hand your shoes in and get them sprayed. Mm. Anything more soul-destroying. Jesus. Because no, it just makes everyone think you smell. Yeah. And then, of course, revenge can be yours because all you have to do is take one wrong shoe home mm. and the entire city's fucked. It is, isn't everyone, it? Everyone has to take someone else's shoe and then it's a domino effect, isn't it? Well, unless Heather Mills turns up. True, that, and maybe that's we found a use for her, thankfully. I, do you know what? Again, I, I actually have saved this clip. I was watching an old Top of the Pops. Mm-hmm. Um, can't remember what year it was. I love watching old Top of the Pops on BBC Four. Yeah. And um, I've actually I took a picture of, of the still on my phone. Paul McCartney and Linda show up. Yes. Not, yeah. And, and sign. And, and, and they say... Uh, there's a small chat with Peter Powell, whoever it is. It might actually be Peter Powell, I can't remember. Mm. But he says, Oh, before I go, Paul McCartney says, Before I go, uh, a quick shout out to my friend Heather, who's hurt her leg quite badly. Mm. And I might, what I did was I put subtitles on and I've got the subtitles. Um, and still, uh, so I, I, and I'm, I'm trying to work out whether is it just a coincidence that all the people he knows called Heather <laughs> have got defective legs, or was that Heather Mills that he was talking about? Because he never mm. knew. 
Heather, well, Linda was around, as far as I know. No. But maybe it wasn't the, maybe his and Linda's story isn't as perfect as it's been made out. Maybe there was an overlap. Maybe he was seeing Heather. It's like a Tales of the Unexpected episode. It, it kind of is. Yeah. I'll, I'll send you the still because it's quite chilling. It'd be good quite if Heather chilling. turned out to be John Mills. <laughs> uh, or a wasp. Or a wasp. <laughs> Even better. <laughs> Um, so the next day, Bond takes um, M and the minister and the Italian authorities to raid Vanini Glass. Yeah. So he says, look at these fuckers are doing all sorts of bad stuff in here. And they get in, and when they get inside, uh, there's just Drax sat at a desk on his own in an empty room. He's had it cleaned out. He's had it cleaned out, and he just says, oh. why are you all in here? This is, you know, you've, you've lost my shuttle. Yeah. You should be sorting that out, not raiding empty houses. Was there a scene when they were driving to the glass factory there was all these Pickford bands going the other way? Yeah, it was like that Yellow Pages advert. It's like, yes. my parents land in an hour. <laughs> oh, fine. Good. Yeah. And <laughs> yes. they look down and Drax has got a moustache. Yes. Which he had anyway, so it was fine. Exactly. Yeah. All, all bases covered. Why do you think he grew the tash? I missed that advert. Very good. I do. It's a great advert. And that, that, I love that the actor because was he, was he not in press gang or something he he was, was, uh, or maybe not but he, I remember thinking he was a funny guy he's a really really funny he is actor. a funny guy I, I wish I could remember his name I'm so sorry but he looked a little bit like Sean Hughes he now does he, de- he did he now does uh, uh, Woody Allen stuff I think does he I don't mean that in the nefarious yes, sense yes yes yeah. yes he doesn't, he doesn't yeah pump a step door but you know he, he's so he's yes and that, that was a great advert a genuinely good advert oh, that's, that's aged really well yeah uh, those were the days. Good adverts. Yes, yes. This has turned into a nostalgia podcast. It really, really has. Yeah. Anyway, um, so Bond gets a telling off from the minister, and the minister apologises on behalf of the entire country, <laughs> which I enjoy. That's refreshing. Yes. I wish I had the power to do that. Uh, but when they're wandering off, Bond and M are on their own, and M's a bit pissed off with him. And Bond says, "Look, I took this vial of liquid last night. Have it tested." Yeah. And uh, M realises that he wasn't being an idiot and that everything's fine and I like this bit because um, uh, he says he says M says to Bond you should take a sabbatical for a couple of weeks and he says have you got anywhere in mind and then Bond says I've always had a hankering to go to Rio sir and and uh, M replies yes I think I recall you mentioning it and I like this bit because it's Bernard Lee's last ever moment of being M because he died just oh, after this yeah so it's quite a nice little moment yeah oh and he was very good. He was. He gave good M, didn't he? He did great M. He had great gravitas. Fortunately, he also did good, good drinking. Yes. Drinking. Mming. Yeah. That doesn't work. No. Uh, so then we get this great bit talking about football where Drax picks up his phone and kind of rings uh, rent a bad guy. Yeah. And gets uh, Jaws on loan. Basically. Yes. Like a, like a, like a, like a, what do you call it? Like a, a transfer. Yeah, it's like yeah. he's got Henrik Larsson. Yes, good reference. Thanks. For I'm a Celtic fan, then Henrik is considered has godlike status around these parts. Well, yeah, and he went to Manchester United, didn't he? He did. See, I know football. And I was watching. Who's, who's your team then? Um, I don't really have one. But see, I, I like that because hmm. you shouldn't really have. I mean, yeah. Anyway, uh, the game. The game. Yes, the game. The beautiful yeah. game. The game. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> so Bond arrives in Rio dressed like the man from Del Monte. Yes. And he's picked up uh, by Manuela from Station DH. And she says, basically, the Drax has got this warehouse that's a bit dodgy, but we can only go and look at it at night time. And then he says to her, while undoing her dress, 
So, uh, what does someone do in Rio for five hours when they don't know how to samba? <laughs> Sex- sexually harass someone? And also, there's about 11 other Argentinian dancers, uh, Brazilian dancers, so which I can't name any of them now, mm-hmm. but she could, have, she could have rhymed them off. Yeah. And if you can't do the samba or the, I'm going to say manenka, it's not a word. Uh, just, he, he played for just, Columbia, didn't he? He did. Just body pop. It doesn't have to be Brazilian dance. Or just interpretive dance. Yeah, just 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 be a tree or fire, or tree on fire, if you like. Just say to him, Rog, get up. You're dressed for it. Just you know, just do some strange BBC Two at one forty-five in the morning dancing. Yeah. Also, it's it's very telling of the times. Obviously, this is set in the late seventies. So, mm. if that had been said now, what does one do if one has nothing fuck all to do for five hours? Mm. She could have said, "Have you seen The Wire?" Yes. You know, do you want to do you want to? Oh, have you seen Minder? It's all backed up on ITV4. They could have but watched they, The World at War. They could have watched The World at War in color, yeah. but no. They you, could have think, drank every time that Laurence Olivier says, Ukraine! <laughs> oh, God. Oh, that's funny. Um, um, but yeah, so that's, him, that's him get, having more sex then, basically. Yeah, it's more sex. Yeah. yeah. So he's yeah. doing all right. And then in the evening, now this is the bit. You were talking about bits that scared you as a child. Now, you were scared by a simple G-Force machine. Bloody was, okay, yeah. Yeah. Now, I was terrified at this bit. When Bond goes into the warehouse and Corrine stands outside, this really strange giant monster starts approaching down the alleyway with that oh, weird head on. with the big papier-mâché. There, yes. Oh, that's horrible. That the is big horrible. white gloves. Oh, no, no, that is sinister. I mean, no one shit me up as a kid. No one doesn't. No one is not shitted up by that. No. Because that's, uh, it's a knockout, but like... Obviously yeah, can, but actually like, when they take the head off, he's that tall. Yes, yeah. That's and horrible. not Belgian. And it's just the way that he's... He doesn't move very quickly, does he? No. Is it a zombie? Really sinister. Sh- oh, that is horrible. Yeah. yeah. See, I'd forgotten that was in Moonraker. Ah. I, I was thinking that was, you know, because obviously there there are voodoo and there are Day of the Dead references in other Bond films. So yeah. I never, yeah, no, horrible, horrible, horrible. Yeah. yeah, and he's just about to bite her when Bond turns up. But then, luckily, a huge crowd of sex people turn up <laughs> and he gets kind of washed away with them. Yeah. And he doesn't really argue. He's kind of like, oh. Yeah. So, so I'd like to imagine happening. there's a scene where it cuts to Jaws and a flat somewhere in Rio just doing loads of coke off someone's tits. <laughs> oh. I like to think this is the first step in his redemption. Yes. Maybe he got laid that night. I think. Well, yeah, because as we know, this the things change for Jaws. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so Bond then goes to, he finds out where the Drax stuff is. So he has to go the next day to Sugarloaf Mountain. Yes. In Rio. Bumps into Goodhead again. And then they get on a cable car. And yes. this is when you have the scene where Jaws attacks them on top of the cable car. Which is amazing. Yeah. Which was proper. Uh, I remember watching this and being very impressed. Mm. Just by the. Just by every. I mean, I couldn't have told you if it was how it was shot or what, but I just remember being properly chilled and impressed by the whole oh. cable car bit. Yeah. Yeah. But long story short, Jaws crashes. But when he comes out of the rubble. He meets Dolly. He does. Who becomes his girlfriend. Yeah. Is that, that how you met your wife? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, 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 just, I remember having particular... I was struggling to, to actually bite through the cable car wire. Yes, that's right. Uh, and then she, I, just, it's, I just... I could feel someone nudging my hip and it was this really attractive woman with a pen knife. Mm-hmm. I just remember thinking that was the moment for me. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it was 
also, Jaws was someone that scared, shat me right up for many years. And it, it, I remember thinking, this is a nice moment. This, yeah. You, you was humanized. And it was... And then you think, God, Jaws has a backstory. He would have been bullied at school. Hmm. Yeah, it's, it's it's not nice being the tallest guy. I mean, yeah, you could, obviously you if, if you can be psychologically bullied and you can just pour them away like Frankenstein shoving a girl into a pond. But <laughs> the psychological um, uh, scars you, you can't fix them. And you, it, it, just in that moment, you have that whole. You just think, what's it like to be Jaws? I mean, in many ways, he was the Elephant Man. Yeah, exactly. Mm. Which was on the telly the other night. It was it bloody was. horrible. Yeah. Yeah. Does he bite a lady in it? He does bite a lady. Yeah. Yeah. <sighs> I'm Tilly Steele. And I'm Helen Monk. And this is Bitchin'. I'm dyslexic. Yeah, why do you read the Wikipedia page? <laughs> It's good to practice. Yeah. A podcast where every week we talk about a different person. So how old was he when he first popped on the scene? That's a great If question. you say he was my age, I'm going <laughs> to fucking die. And we veer wildly off track. Pop that Prosec. <laughs> Available on all your podcast apps. That's not right. Uh, Can you not say uh in the advert? (laughs) Available on all your podcast platforms. Just search Bitchin' or Great Big Owl. We'll see you there. That was all right. (laughs) Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. So Jaws goes off with Dolly, presumably to have more sex. Meanwhile, Bond and Goodhead get captured and taken in an ambulance. And this is my favorite, one of my favorite scenes in the film because uh, you've got Bond on a, tied to a gurney on one side, yeah, Goodhead tied to a gurney on the other, guard in the middle, and they're both making sex faces at the guard. <laughs> and he looks at them both, kind of like, oh, oh. 
So I like the way they've hedged their bets, thinking he could be gay. Yeah. Could be straight. That's interesting. Yeah. Um, but long story short, Bond gets away. Goodhead doesn't. She gets taken away in the ambulance. So we next see Bond in a speedboat going down this massive, beautiful Brazilian Amazonian river. And then he's chased by Jaws and these guys. But he's got a secret up his sleeve. He can turn his boat into a hang glider. <laughs> which he does. Yes. And ends up at Drax's compound where he has to fight a giant snake and is then taken prisoner and put under one of the shuttles. Which would be a horrible way to go. Yeah, so the idea is you'd be melted by the afterburn. That's right. Yeah. But luckily, Goodhead's been put in the same room. But Bond's got a watch that can explode walls. Yes. And they get out. Um, they manage to get on board Moonraker 6, which is the next shuttle that's going to take off. And that's full of proper sex people. Drax's plan, you see, is to kill everybody on Earth, apart from the animals and plants, and then repopulate the planet again with attractive people. Yeah. But at no point ever realising that he's probably five foot three. Yeah. And it has male pattern baldness. Yes. Um, and quite stumpy legs. So, yeah. But but is he the only one that isn't? Yeah. 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 Well, this is why, you know, he's basically like Simon Cowell. He wants to make yeah. everything look really nice, but not realising that he himself yes. is not very nice. No matter how much money he throws at it. Yeah. That's right. And he has <laughs> of late. But this is how Jaws and he fall out, isn't it? Because that's right, Jaws is, yeah, that's right, yeah. Drax, Bond says to him while Jaws is there, so you're only going to fill the planet with good-looking people. What about people who aren't very good-looking? I'm paraphrasing him. Yes. And Drax basically says, well, I'll fucking kill him. Yeah. <laughs> and Jaws looks at him and thinks, hang on a minute. I'm, yeah. I'm fucking terrified. I'm, a, I'm an enormous munter. Yeah, and my <laughs> girlfriend isn't very nice either. She's not blessed. She's lovely, <laughs> but she ain't blessed. I'd love it if he said that out loud. <laughs> and look at her. She's not very nice. Um, so he basically rebels, and this is the... Yeah, the director Lewis Gilbert saying that um, he wanted Bond, he wanted Jaws to be a goodie, not a baddie, because yeah. the kids like Jaws. Yeah, and also Richard Keel was a lovely man, wasn't he? Supposedly, supposedly so. Apparently, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. They didn't find anything after he died. They didn't find anything. His hard drive cleaned the whistle. Cleaned the whistle. <laughs> oh, I think you mean. I no. you mean he just evaporated. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's like a force ghost now. Yes, I think all he found in his hard drive was um, um, how can you eat silver foil without. <laughs> Without being an intense pain. Yeah. yeah. Those teeth looked horrible. Oh, they did. Didn't he they? said that they were like, they'll think when you have the thing at the dentist, they go right to the back of your throat so you constantly oh, want to be sick. Gagging. Oh. Like, like Dolly would be, I'd imagine. Um, <laughs> or, like, or like I was in that taxi. Oh, exactly. And a new car. <laughs> With Manimal Jr. <laughs> After killing Drax, he fires the, the dart into his heart. Yes. And tells him to take one giant leap. Which is nice and kicks him out of the airlock. Yes. But which is a good which is a good line to be fair. It is good. Yeah. 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 And um so Holly and Bond go off in the shuttle to track down the rest of the globes. Meanwhile, Jaws and Dolly help them escape. Yeah. So they're definitely good guys now. Yes. And they kill all of the globes. And M and everybody back home are so excited they're gonna do a live broadcast. Yes. To the Queen. Yes, that's right. Yeah, the Queen's gonna oh, watch and, yes. and congratulate Bond. And when we cut to Bond and Goodhead in the shuttle, they're having zero gravity sex. Yes. And this is where Q says, not looking at the screen, 
looking at the radar. I think they're attempting re-entry, sir. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Wonderful. But you can just really? see M thinking, for fuck's sake, in front yeah. of the Queen. Yeah. That, I mean, that is that is that that was genuinely funny. Yeah, it's great. Um, yeah. Now, hold on. So, so we've got the Queen impersonator, haven't we? The famous one. Oh, no, that's in uh, Fury Eyes Only. That's, but, uh, that's Thatcher, isn't it? Thatcher. Yes. Yeah, we yes, don't yes, see yes, the Queen in this. We don't see the Queen. No. Yeah. In fact, we I, I guess we don't see a fictional Queen. We only ever see the real Queen with Bond at the Olympics. That's that right. right. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. It's interesting, isn't that's it? That's a good point. Mm. The only, there used to be one actress who always played the Queen. Yes. Yeah, yeah, Jeanette yeah. Charles. I'd always remember that. Yes. She was even in Naked Gun. That's right. And because that, that scene where he's sliding over the table, across the table. That's right. Yeah. And she gets to pitch the ball at the baseball game. I, g- g- genuinely, I wonder how much how she did all right out of that gig and still does. Oh, I don't know. Because it's not like being a Michael Jackson impersonator where, A, you have to change your look and B, you have to change your job. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, you know, she could have continued with that with just a little bit more white in the hair and it's pretty much the same clothes for 40 years. Yeah. Um, that's an interesting one, isn't it? Because it, there, there was a joke about um, Adele impersonators being really pissed off. She's oh, not yeah. Overweight. But the Queen physically has just aged. She's not done any major, um, any work done or anything. So it's probably quite a nice lookalike gig to have, isn't it? Mm. Jeanette Charles is still alive and is 92 Good. years old. Whoa. So ages with the Queen then, pretty That's much. That's right, yeah. Wow. Because a lot of people tell me I look like Jeff Goldblum. Really? Um, which is a, not a bad guy to look like. No. But, but I'm wondering how lucrative it could be. Well, if, if you know, I, I do imagine there's probably a few kind of dinosaur themed like golf courses or whatever I could maybe open. Do you do any impressions uh, of him? Well, I mean, they just have to like dinosaur dropping, dropping. It's, it's not brilliant, but it's not bad just, though. It's, it's all right. I mean, yeah. if, if I had the right glasses, you could always complete... do a Davro and just say, "Hi, I'm Jeff yeah, Goldblum." I, I'm Jeff Goldblum. <laughs> Hi, I'm Jeff Goldblum. Um, uh, but yeah, I, I, I do like him very much, and he wears a polo neck mm. um, very effectively. Um, and he's so, probably been to the Oscars. And he's probably been to the Oscars without having to flee to helicopter pilot. <laughs> Good for him. Yeah. Um, so we've reached the point of the podcast where I'm going to ask you some quick fire questions. Yes. Are you ready? I am. What's your favourite Bond film? Um, Goldfinger, I think. Okay. What's your yeah. least favourite Bond film? Octopussy. <gasps> Awful. And because, apart from anything else, when you're, when you're Asian and you're watching telly in the 70s and 80s and any Asian show up, it's a really, really big deal. Hmm. And this is awful. VG Amitraj. It was, it was too accurate, you mean? Yes. You go, Step, hop on, Bond. Hop on, James. Oh, Jesus Christ. Jesus no, Christ. VG, don't do it to yourself. Dreadful, dreadful. Yes, and as you were going to say, that the, 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 oh, sorry, I've forgotten his name. VG Amitraj. Yes. Yes. Um, yeah, he's relegated, he's, isn't he, to... Yeah. And, mm. and also, I'm, I'm thinking as well, as much as I love seeing Indians on screen, he's a tennis player who was a yeah. little bit of a playboy. What's he doing in a Bond film? It's not, he wasn't Elena Stasi or, do you know what I mean? He was, nah. I mean, I, I just felt that he didn't really, and the, I did like the tuk-tuk thing. That was nice to see that kind of represented, but the film is awful. The whole, the whole kind of circusy bit was just awful. He also turns up in another film, you know, VG Armitage. Does he? Yeah. Um, I was watching it recently and I had no idea he was in it. Uh, let me find it. Sorry, I'm just going to be annoyed. Is it an old, a film of that kind of era? Yeah, it was or something like recent? that. Um, it was something I was watching. I had no idea he was in it. And I was thinking, what the fuck is he doing in this? 
Um, is it Schindler's List? Yes, it was Schindler's List. <laughs> Star Trek Four: he's Voyage not Star- Home. Is he? Yes, he's a starship captain in Star Trek Four. Bloody hell! I know. I was watching Star Trek Four. What the fuck's he doing? <laughs> you know what's happened there, don't you? What? You know what's happened there. There's been a charity auction. Right. And our next item is, well, you can have a walk-on part in one of the, the films in the Star Trek franchise. And yours for £10,000 sold to the Asian gentleman on table nine. Does he have words? Ace. Uh, I think he does have a couple of words, yeah. Okay. I think he's, he's called. A... He's called Ace. No, I'm, I'm joking. Oh. That would have been brilliant, oh. I was just saying that's what he said when he got the prize. Yes. Well, could he say something? Well, that was a backhanded compliment or something. Do you know what I mean? There's lots of tennis jokes. More, more tennis a, jokes than our banana jokes. Definitely. Sure. Yeah. Definitely. Um, and can you give me your best... Um, I'll start again. Can you give me your best made-up Bond film title? Well, to whom it may concern. To whom it may concern? Yeah, because it sounds real, doesn't it? It does. To whom it may concern. <laughs> also, at, um, out, we talked about Moonfinger being Moonfinger, the mashup. Yeah. Yeah. But I, I've kind of got an idea for a Bond film, which I'm sure. Well, actually, anyway, I'll, I'll tell you. It's hmm. I'm I really hate the the whole Instagram um, selfie filter thing. Yeah, uh, and I know this has been touched on in uh, is it the Kingsman second Kingsman? But yeah. um, I would love for there to be uh, the, the baddie has developed an app whereby if you look into the app and and. Uh, kills you basically right. and it would be called the, Narciss- the Narcissus Filter so I quite like Narcissus Filter to be a fictional Bond film good yeah that could also be to whom it may concern though you could have that well, as the, the, yeah. the flowery title for that idea yeah and my, 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 my third candidate for Bond for fictional Bond film is if Idris Elba does get it ever mm-hmm. then Death by Chocolate because I think that you've got to keep racism quite high in the mix, I think. Sure, it's got to, sure. So Death by Chocolate with Idris Elba. Okay, great. Uh, Bond is full of silly, silly lady names, such as Holly Goodhead, Plenty yeah. O'Toole, and Plenty Smallbone. Uh, give me your best Bond lady name. Well, we've Do- Donnie McCleary, who writes Fags, Mags, and Bags with me, we used mm. to have a show called Lunchtime Tonight, and we would do little parodies as part of the show. And we wanted to use the name Pish Flaps Ahoy. <laughs> and weren't allowed to for obvious reasons. So we end up. The woman was was actually she was actually called Women's Tits. So her name's Tits, Women's Tits, which I thought was so on the nose. It was actually quite funny and worked better than Pish Flaps Ahoy. I think it's much better. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Because lot of vagina from Austin Powers has worked really well as well. Because yeah. it was so bloody on the nose. But yeah. Women's, women's tits, tits is much better. Yeah. Oh, I'm looking for Doctor Women's Tits. <laughs> you just found her. a woman. No, no, her surname's Tits and her first name is Women's. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so you are Q. Uh, what what gadgets would you have made for Bond in this film? It's the same gadget that I um, am hoping to take onto um, Dragon's Den at some point. Okay. Which is um, the idea is is that no one likes people to hear their noises on the toilet, so. <laughs> It's a kind of a remote control device, so when you're doing a Rudy Plop Plop in a public convenience, uh-huh. it sets off the hand dryer. Brilliant. Um, I, I, it's not particularly Bondy. No, but it's, it's think, definitely Dragon's Den. But who, but who needs to hear uh, James Bond's uh, toilet noises? No one. Because it's going to kill the gravitas. So as much as you need the killer bullet or the poison gas or the dart, you also need to retain his... his Dignity and gravitas, of course, as a, as a hired uh, killer. That's more so, of a born thing, isn't it? Hearing him having a plop. 
I think I, th- I think so. I think yeah. Bourne wouldn't mind. You, you could be like, you could be like eighteen, twelve fucking overture with Bourne, but Bond, you can't hear him being human in any way. No, I'd so, imagine a good old shaky cam going on while while Bourne's having a dump. Oh, I think so. Yeah, and he, yeah. and he'd make the oh, he'd be called the old man noise as well. And yeah, he'd be shivering like a shitting dog. Yeah. <laughs> and finally, who would you have as James Bond next? Um, I think it's time for an Asian Bond. Oh. Yeah, and um, VG Amitraj. Um <laughs> The next, the next Bond. Um, see, I, I was talking uh, on a slightly more serious note when Idris Elba was floated as the next Bond. I think that's a mistake because I think the whole point of Bond is he's a dinosaur and a throwback mm. to an empire which no longer exists. So I do think it has to be a white male, which I think that's kind of the point. Is um, he's an anachronism? Yeah. So um, I think, um, and I know he's been in a Bond film, but I quite like um, your man um, uh, Moriarty, Andrew um, Neil. Yeah, Andrew, no, not Andrew Neil. <laughs> Although, no, to be fair, to be fair, um, he has the he has the address book of Bond, but maybe not the the look. Yeah. He doesn't look good in a in a in a in a Bruce Willis vest. Remember no. that picture? Oh Christ! Oh God! Who's the, Andrew Scott. Yes. Um, I quite like him, although he's maybe not quite. Let's go with Andrew Scott. Okay, I'll yeah. take that. Yeah. Was which Bond? Was he Inspector? Old Inspector? He was, he was in, Inspector. Um, he was. Yeah. Yeah. He played C. Yes. Yeah. So he's, he's probably pissed on his chips because you can't, you couldn't possibly do both, could he? Uh, no, I don't think when you're that high up. The actors yeah. have played two parts in Bond before, but not when they're uh-huh. a big villain. What's the chat the one who the next Bond might be? Is it still? No one knows. Is but... it still Loki? Um, uh, it was for a bit, wasn't it? And yeah. then that went away and. There was a Tom Hardy shout for a bit, and then yeah. a lot of Idris Elba, and then some Outriders I quite like. Um. <clears throat> I I really this is this is actually um, a quite a good point is that what we'll find is that there's a lot of really good comedy actors who have beefed up and got really in shape for superhero films. Mm. So guys like Paul Rudd and um, uh, what's his name Thor. Um, Who's a brilliant uh, Hemsworth? Chris Hemsworth is a really, really good comedy actor. Yeah, who looks really good as well. Yeah. So maybe, maybe Chris Hemsworth actually, and that would be a throwback to an Aussie Bond because Lazenby I think was really underrated. Yeah. Or you could and get that, a British comedian and get them to be Jack Gervais. Yeah. Gervais. Not Jack Whitehall though. Oh no, God no. 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 Um, but who'd be a good? Who'd be? Who's quite a good-looking British stand-up that could? Uh, Eddie Izzard would be a nice Bond. Too Actually. old now, though, isn't he? Yeah, but is he older than Roger Moore was when he did his last one? Hmm. But, Roger but you're right, though. To start to start the franchise, you, you have to be at the right age at the start of the franchise, don't you? So you can grow yeah. into grow into it. So thinking, Daro Brian, Daro Brian would be Daro Brian would be a fantastic Bond because yeah. although he, you didn't understand the physics of it as well, would he? Yeah, that was awful. That impersonation. Sorry, I liked it. You, but also, yeah. when when the you could have him, you know, when the baddie says. I don't expect you to, you know, you expect me to talk. Instead of that, yeah. you go, you expect me to, ah. Uh, <laughs> I'd really stall. And Goodbye get, lots of time. Get yeah, himself yeah. out easily. Well, you, you say that, but. <laughs> <laughs> so there you go. That's my choice. Dar O'Brien. I bet him really jacked up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Dar O'Brien after a year in the gym and shredding and eating mm. and chicken breasts and shakes and all well, that. I don't even want him to have like hair surgery. I want him out yeah. of ears. I want it to be natural. Wants him to look quite like a thumb. Yes. Yeah. He'd look and fucking fantastic as well. Wouldn't you though? Yeah. You? Yeah. And as the villain, I want Hugh Dennis. <laughs> yeah. 
That would work. That would totally work. Yeah. It'd be called Mock Frankie the, Boyle. Mock the World. Yeah. Mock the World was not, was just a fucking good title for a Bond film, isn't it? Yeah. Mock the World. <laughs> Mock the World. Mine sounded more Ronnie Hazelhurst, to be honest. Yeah. No, actually, I'll ask you a question. Go on. Um, which is, who do you think should do the next Bond theme? Because obviously it's Billy Eilish has done this one. Yeah. I've been holding out for Goldfrap for a long time. Oh! That's exactly what I was going to say. Uh, Why hasn't Goldfrapp done a Bond thing? I have no idea. They haven't it has even to like happen, done an audition it? or anything. She 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 did a whole album of, of songs that could have easily been Bond things. Yes, she did. It's beautiful. Yes, it's, she has to do it. She has to. She's done many albums that could you could pick a Bond yeah. theme out of. Yeah. Yeah. Or um or I'd love I love like Portishead. <gasps> yes. To have done a Bond theme because That'd obviously be they they've sampled like Lilo Schifrin. They have. So they're right on the money with that the whole vibe I think. Because Radiohead had a go, but. Yeah, didn't get used. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, it wasn't all that either, though. To be honest, I, I I did. I wish I could remember. I did a tweet about Chaz and Dave doing a um, Bond theme, and um, oh, I wish I could remember. Shit, yeah. mm. gone. There's nothing funnier than a non-remembered tweet. Exactly. <sighs> yeah, I think Oscar Wilde said that. He, he bloody did. I well, wish someone would have met Twitter. Yeah, Sanjeev, thank you so much. Well, thank you. That was a lot of fun. That was loads of fun. Thank you so yeah. much. Yeah. Um, brilliant. Thank you so much. Um, thank you for your time. Right. Take care. You too. Cheers. Nice to chat to you. Cheers. You too. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.
you're a fan of all things geeky, you're going to love Con Sessions, a brand new podcast by comedian Matt Hyten and myself, Beck Hill, where we interview your favourite cult heroes at Comic-Cons all across the world. We've got stars from Star Wars, Harry Potter, The Walking Dead and more. Make sure you tune in soon to Con Sessions. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code buttery exclusions apply see site for details hey it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad high quality fashion without the price tag say hello to Quince I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters sleek leather jackets fine jewelry and so much more with Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands and they partner with factories that prioritize safe ethical and responsible manufacturing I love that Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, stamps.com is the ultimate no brainer. Use the stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM.